Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to another week of Hearts of Iron. I'm your host, Chipper Carius, and this week, I thought I'd do something different. We will be discussing Austria-Hungary, but I'm going to specifically be talking about the latter half of that name. Let's get into it. It's kind of hard to know where to begin with this one. First of all, Hungary has a generic focus dream. So, unless you get the, um, I think it's the Death or Dishonor DLC, uh, they, they don't get their own focus tree. They can't restore Greater Hungary or nothing. Like, the pre-Treaty of Trianon Hungary. They can't do that without the Together for Victory DLC. Um, uh, Death or Dishonor, my bad. Um, but, there's a couple other things you could do. For one, they start off with a pretty sizable army. Compared to other smaller countries. Um, when I played it, Hungary started out with some like 16 divisions. Compared to Austria starting out with 9. So, it's it's better. They also start off with a sizable amount of factories. Uh, it, it puts you a pretty big advantage ahead of, like, say, Austria. Or, say, well, probably not Czechoslovakia. When I played it recently... Um, when I conquered Czechoslovakia, I got, like, double the factories, so they have about the same as Hungary does. What I did first, I went to conquer Austria. But now I thought, well, that wasn't the best idea, considering I should have trained up more troops first, uh, to grind them down a bit. Uh, I think mountaineering troops probably would have helped there a bit, mostly because Austria is extremely mountainous. Um, and Hungary is, like, surrounded by these mountains, right? If you don't know, Hungary is almost completely surrounded by the Carpathian Mountains, and the entire country lies within this flat basin. It's actually kind of interesting. I'm getting to physical geography real quick. It's actually kind of interesting, because it's, it's surrounded by the Carpathian Basin. But in the middle is this big, flat, open area, and Hungary is known for its hot springs. So it kind of makes you think there's a massive volcanic caldera underneath the country, but I digress. Um, gee, where to start? Um, find the microphone, alright. Alright, so, I'm going with this map of Greater Hungary that sort of outlines the Carpathian Basin, right? The Carpathian Mountains. Um, it... Basically cuts off like a third of Romania. Uh, it's gonna give you northern, most of northern Yugoslavia, most of well, northern Serbia, really. It's Austria-Hungary that takes half of Yugoslavia. But it's gonna give you no northern Serbia, Zagreb, Dalmatia, Slovenia. No, no, maybe not Slovenia. Let's say Slovenia, Istria, uh, Dalmatia. I said that. Um, I think it also gives you Eastern, um, yeah, Eastern Austria, as well as Southern Slovakia. So, what, what's our best tactic for doing this? Well, like I said, Hungary has a generic focus trait. So, the first job is to turn fascist. Your, your ideology is technically not aligned. But you start off with a pretty high fascism popularity. Um, and the, the Horthy government starts out in power. While you're technically not aligned, 
Um, it's gonna, if you try to go to fascism, it's going to stay as the Horthy government. So, just be nominally fascist. Because you're basically already fascist. That's basically the only point to that, is to be fascist in name. Uh, so turn hungry fascist. You're going to go to service by requirement, because they start out with very low manpower. You're going to need to recruit a lot more troops. So you're going to go to service by requirement and free trade. Just so you can... You're in the center of Europe. You don't need convoys. You can basically trade with pretty much anyone, as long as you have the infrastructure. And that's the next task. Build up civilian factories and infrastructure. Um, you're not going to start trading troops right away, so you're not going to need the military factories yet. But you can convert them at a later date. So, you're going to need civilian factories and line with infrastructure so you can keep the trade goods coming in, right? Let's say, and then once you say you have a lot of excess, at that point, I would convert them to military factories and begin pumping out more, more divisions, right? Um... You're going to want to fully train them up. You're not going to want to train them in the field, because that, that never works out good. I always highly recommend against doing that. Do, do not train in the field. Uh, yeah, the numbers, it's, it's not worth it. It's really not worth it. Um, okay, then your first task is probably Slovakia. Because you already have a war goal. You already have southern Slovakia as a core state. You already have a war goal on them. Uh, <sighs> so that's probably going to justify the quickest. And then you can... Now, I would want to take Czechoslovakia. I would want to puppet Yugoslavia. You, um... Not Yugoslavia, Czechoslovakia. I would want to puppet Czechoslovakia cause, just to keep my borders clean, right? But you're going to need their factories and their manpower just temporarily. If you release Czechoslovakia as a puppet, then you'll have the option to release them and keep Southern Slovakia keeping your borders. Release them as a puppet keep, and keep Southern Slovakia to keep your borders clean, right? But for the time being, you need to annex them, just because it's going to help you out a lot. Also, what it does, it gives you a longer border with Czech with uh, Austria to invade them with. So you don't have to go through the mountains if you don't want to. Um, it's easier to get tanks through there. It's easier to create supply lines. You don't have to go over the mountains, things like that. The point of all this is to get this done quickly. You want to get this done as quickly as possible before Germany does demand Sudetenland. And at that point, you're... If they do it at that point, you declaring war on them, you declare war on Czechoslovakia, they're not going to like that because you're, in, you're infringing on their territory, right? And you're not going to get Czechoslo uh, the Czech Republic's mass. You're not going to get uh, Czechoslovakia's massive uh, fa factory output. So that's the importance of doing this quickly. Once you take out Czechoslovakia, you, you annex them, right? 
Uh, start working on the uh, Austrian front. Ooh. I'm trying to think what the best course of action from here is. The thing about Austria is that we're trying to beat Germany to the punch here too. Because if if you don't go fast, they're going to do the Anschluss and your toast. So I keep getting the sense that I've already done Hungary. Anyway, we've been to Slovakia. Now position whatever troops you have. Let's say you have a larger force this time. Let's say you have a larger force this time, and you've turned up some divisions, and you're going to want to start positioning your troops around the Austrian border. You, you have a longer border with Austria now. It's not as mountainous on the Czechoslovakian border, so you'll do a lot better to get tanks through and such. Um... I try to get a lot, most a good amount of your divisions to punch through the flat areas, just to rush Vienna. And once you all get there, it'll be easier to make supply lines. So, and then you can like rush Salzburg, you can rush Innsbruck, things like that. Take those three cities. Austria should capitulate fairly quickly. So at that point, let's say you take on Austria, they capitulate fairly quickly. Um, Germany's probably going to see you as a threat at this point, because you're taking all the, again, you're taking all the territory. At that point, what I would do, I would start trying to improve relations. Maybe if they'll let you send some volunteers to help fight Poland, or whatever they're fighting at the time. Uh, and if you're strong enough, maybe guarantee them, but Germany's probably always going to be stronger than you, and you can't avoid that. Um... What would you do? What I would do next is I would start working on trying to do the Soviet Union as well. Trying to get the Soviet Union on your side because if you're going to restore, well, this is a 19. Let's say we're starting in 1936. You could have taken Carpathian from Czech from Czechoslovakia. But if you're starting this in 1939, you're going to be screwed. But you want to get the Soviet Union on your side, mostly because it'll keep a balance of power in a way. Just so you're not angry at any major countries, any majors. So, you will need Carpathian Ruthenia to finish this challenge. But, if you annex Czechoslovakia, you should already have done that. Um, I just remember, now, uh, at this point, I'd probably do Yugoslavia, unless they get guaranteed by the Allies. Well, no, no. You're going to want to work on the Soviet Union, right, because they can claim Bessarabia, Romania, so you're going to want to take Romania's territory first. Maybe you could ally the so with the Soviet Union and take them out together. But you don't know what the Soviet Union might take. You don't know if they might puppet them. You don't know what they're going to do. They Most likely they will take Bessarabia and puppet Romania. But more likely they'll probably just annex it all. So I'd work with them if I were you. I'd be the one calling them in. That way I get the majority of the war score. Just keep, keep the Soviet Union on your side, you know? You don't want to anger Big Papa. Uh, that was last week's episode.
Well, my strategy for taking down Romania would be quite simple, I think. Uh, just try to rush as many of their cities as you can. You probably have enough divisions for this. Romania is fairly weak. They don't have that much, that big of an army. Uh, especially if they're not fascist yet. So, that would be your best option, just to rush, rush as, many city, as many of their cities as you can, just so that they can't form any capitals, and that's the majority of their victory points just gone. Um... At that point, I would call Russia in so you can, like, you can reap the benefits of fighting a war together. You, you can, like, be allies, you know? Uh, and then they should capitulate soon after, and you take what you need. Russia takes what you need. You puppet or Russia puppets. It doesn't really matter at that point. And, yeah, that's basically it. Romania doesn't have that many factories or manpower. Again, if they haven't come fascist yet. So, there's really no need to worry about it. At that point, I would take out Yugoslavia. Why? Because if they... You call it... Around this time... Let's say it's like been a year, right? Around this time, Germany's going to start getting ideas of taking out Yugoslavia. So now you can ally with the Germans and take out Yugoslavia. See, you play both sides, so you always go on top. If you've been doing this properly the whole time, you're going to have both the Germans and the Soviets on your side. They're both going to like you. So you're going to be able to call both into a war if need be. So ha have some buddy-buddy time with Germany. Have them take out Yugoslavia with you. It'll be grand. So, uh, yeah, same thing as Romania. You're going to want to... Probably just rush their cities, honestly. There's, it's really it's pretty straightforward. There's not much more I can talk about with this. Uh, rush their cities. Yugoslavia still doesn't have a very powerful... They, they're stronger than Romania, sure, I'll give you that. But they don't have a, they don't have a very powerful army. It should be noted that you weren't... I forgot to mention this earlier, but... You weren't supposed to annex Austria. They don't really have much of anything you need. So... You, you weren't supposed to annex Austria. You're supposed to puppet them. I, I'm sorry if that wasn't clear earlier, but you weren't supposed to annex Austria. But, uh... Take Yugoslavia. It's fairly straightforward. They don't have a very large army. So, once you do that... Once you, could, once you break through their initial lines, you can plow through the country pretty easily. I just send it. I just again send divisions to all their major cities. Um, should capitulate fairly quickly, and just have war plans do the rest. <sighs> At that point, it it comes down to what you want to take, because. There are a couple different maps of Hungary that you could use for this challenge. But but the one I'm going by involves you taking West Banat. Because you took Banat from Romania. So you take West Banat from Yugoslavia. You take Zagreb, Dalmatia, and Slovenia. 
Now your issue here is going to be, well, maybe not Italy, actually. If you want Istria, you could take Istria. But it's really not that important. But let's say you do want to take Istria. Give me a second. Let's say you do want to take Istria. It's going to be a problem because at this point in the game, you're probably pretty late into the game. Uh, they've, they've most likely allied with Germany. So that's going to be a bit problematic. But, if I were you, let's, uh, the Soviet Union probably still likes you, right? So, I, w I would call in on World War II at this point. Just to have the German, have the Soviets fight the Germans uh, while you fight it out with Italy over Austria. Italy is a tough nut to crack, mostly because of the mountains and getting to Palermo is a bitch. But when it comes down to it, you're basically just rushing down the entire peninsula it's pretty easy to cut them off. If I were you, I'd take some mountaineering troops, rush across the neck of the Italian peninsula, and use divide divide your army into two. Use some war plans to take the north. You, you use another one to take the south, and it's pretty easy to cut them off that way. You can trap most of your divisions in northern Italy. Most of their divisions, I should say. Um, once you get to Istria, it's going to be kind of a problem. But uh, if you have enough divisions, and if you successfully cut off Italy, it should turn out mostly fine. I'm sorry, not Istria, Sicily. Anyway, at this point, Italy should most would most likely have capitulated. So you could just take Istria if you want and, and puppet the rest of Italy. Um, that's, that's the challenge mostly done right there. But I'm pretty sure Hungary back in the day didn't... Well, actually, they, they might have. The map I'm using doesn't show up, but I think they might have at one point. So, they probably did own Istria, for all I know. Probably would have been part of the Hungarian, half of the Austro-Hungarian uh, Empire. Speaking of, let's cover the other side of the, uh, of the coin now. Austria. Let's just go into a parallel university, restart back in 1936, and you're playing as Austria this time. Your first goal is probably to avoid the Anschluss, uh, to stay on Germany's good side and reject the Anschluss. You're going to need to start building up troops for this, so at this point I'd probably ally Hungary because they have a lot more troops than you, than you do. And if you're going to reform the Austro-Hungarian Empire, you're going to do it alongside them. So I get so get Hungary on your side, have them fight against Germany with you, and hopefully you'll be able to take them out and puppet them. For the sake of keeping our borders clean, we're not going to annex anything. Uh, besides what we need for the challenge, of course. But to reform Austria-Hungary, there's a couple things you should do. Firstly, I'd tag Hungary if I were you, and just follow all those steps I mentioned previously in the first part of this episode. Once you do that, I would play as Hungary, and make sure you're on their side by the time of the Italian War, so that you can retake South Tyrol. And 
steal, like, maybe... Because, like... Alright, join alongside Hungary in against Italy, and then... I'd take South Tyrol and puppet Italy so you can steal most of their manpower, request most of their forces, and most likely take on Hungary, if that, that, make, if that makes sense. <laughs> then you can actually reform the Austro-Hungarian Empire for real. Now, conquering Hungary is going to be kind of problematic at this point, because the entire first part of this episode was to cover Hungary and what and what you want to do to restore the greater Hungary. And I've been teaching you what you want to do to win. But in the spirit of that episode, this second part, and in the spirit of the first part, the second part is going to be the opposite. You're playing as Hungary to defeat, you're playing as Austria to defeat Hungary. So I'm going to teach you how to defeat Hungary right after telling you how to win as Hungary. First things first is to, I'd probably use paratroopers, because that's going to work best. Um, you probably don't have a coastline still. So, you won't need a navy, you won't need to worry about that, but you probably do have um, a lot of air power, so you can do port strike. I, I would recommend a port strike. Um, <sighs> paratroopers, paratroopers are probably the, the way to go, but if you're... If you're starting as Austria in 1936, you're probably not going to have paratroopers. Because they take a while to research and a while to train up. Because you can only train like five special forces at a time. So. They, take, they do take a while. They do take a while. But once you get them, all you need is air supremacy. Is, um, yeah, air supremacy over like, say, Hungary. Northern Hungary. And you, you can land troops anywhere behind enemy lines to declare war on them. Now, I don't usually support declaring war on former allies, but in this case, to get to get the get the um, challenge completed, we're going to condone it. So I definitely land some paratroopers in their major air bases and cities and whatnot. Um, don't bother with the ports; just just airstrike the ports. Um, the cities hold most of the factories, so once you cripple their production, you'll be able you'll be able to stop them pumping out any more troops, and your armies will be able to quickly encircle any ones that are still going toward that are still marching on your capital. There, um, encircle those troops. Make sure they die. March straight for Budapest. That, that's your best strategy, honestly. Um, in terms of allies, well, if you do rise up before, you've probably puppeted Germany at this point. Um, probably going to have the Soviet Union against you. That's going to be a major, a major kicker right there. Because if you've also done what I've said, Hungary is going to be allied with the Soviet Union and Germany. Because they're, they're, they're all going to kind of like each other. So, if you try to invade Hungary, the Soviet Union might get called in. So, make sure Hungary hasn't joined the common threat or anything. 
try to boost party popularity. Stage coup if you can. But if you boost party popularity, um, say you're not aligned or fascist, they're not going to call in a communist power, because why would we do that? We're, we don't like them, right? So that's kind of reasoning right behind that. But uh, once you take Hungary, it's pretty straightforward. You just take all the states they took. You might have to reconquer places like Bosnia or Serbia, because you didn't take those Hungary, you would only have to take those Austria. But if you say puppeted them as Hungary, or satellited them, I should say, if you satellited them as Hungary, and then you're Austria, and you conquer Hungary, you should be able to take those as well. Because Hungary will most likely call on its puppets, you can just take them. It's pretty It's pretty straightforward. You won't have to do any more conquering after that, most likely. At that point, your biggest threat is the Soviet Union, so I would start training up as many troops as you can, start rebuilding as many factories as possible, get your production back up, getting good with the Allies, and they should like you because you took out Germany and Italy. And you're working on taking it. And you're just fighting against the Soviet Union too. So you're probably going to be a major allied power. Which is kind of ironic. So improve relations with the allies. Get them to like you. And uh, declare war on the Soviet Union. Make sure you up your production in your factories. Rebuild all that. Build some better infrastructure. And make a bunch of more divisions. Soviet Union has a lot of manpower, and it's really hard to break through their lines once they commit to it. So, you have to go in quick. You have to learn from Germany. You have to blitzkrieg. Mostly tanks is going to be, is gonna be your, your main job. Use mostly tanks. Just so you can get through there as fast as possible. Tanks and cavalry is going to be your best bet. So, um... I honestly hate conquering the Soviet Union because it just takes so long. Well, once you get to the, they should capitulate once you get to the Euro Mountains. I just, I hate conquering the Soviet Union because of how much time it takes and how big they are. Soviet Union should be able to survive any war for years just because of how big it is. In the real world. In the game, it takes like a, a one year at most. But in the real world, if it was invaded, it should be able to survive for years just by how big it is. You have plenty of time to get your leader to a safe location. But I'm going to end it there. You've restored the Austro-Hungarian Empire, and you're taking out the Soviet Union. I, I, I say that's a game well done. Um, I'm, I'm going to call it a day. See you all next week. I'm Chipper Carius, and I'm out.